You are listening to the Manfulness Podcast. I'm your host, Hamish Kramer. My mission here is to help create a more mindful man, a man that can express himself, can explore a deeper level of himself, become more balanced, become more conscious, and just create a better version of masculinity. I want to help the everyday man explore ideas of personal growth, spirituality, relationships, purpose, and love in a way which is simple, safe, and understandable. So I thank you for listening. Hello, beautiful people. How are you going? How are you traveling during these crazy, crazy times? It's good to be back on the Manfulness Podcast, and I've, uh, I apologize. I've, I actually haven't been on here as much and haven't been able to get get the episodes out as much. And, and I think that has to do with just my energy being really up and down lately. I've we we are now officially the longest place, state, country to be in lockdown in the world, and I've really noticed how it's really starting to take its toll on 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 myself. And I, I find myself going through periods where I feel really great and energized and then suddenly kind of depression hits me. I lose myself for a few days trying to get myself uh, back in. What what I've realized with uh, depression for myself, I heard Jim Carrey, I think, maybe speak about it, but he said that depression was deep rest. You know, when you're depressed, you need deep rest. And I noticed for me that definitely when I hit that depression mode, that rest is a big component that helps me get back to some normality or, or finds that balance. And being in lockdown, look, it's 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 hard because I think what I've we, we know for sure, and I know for myself now, that we need people. We need people, we need social interactions. And this is coming from someone myself who is very much an introvert. I, I don't actually like being out and around people too much. And I think I've become worse the older that I've got. I was very social as a kid, but now I, I do appreciate maybe less people. I love my family, those close to me. I mean, don't really hang out with extended friends as much. But during this lockdown, I've really noticed how much I miss that and still need that as part of my life to be out and connecting with people. And it's been a long time since we've been able to do that. And I think it's it's having its an impact on me. The other thing that I'm noticing is that by not having these social outings or gatherings or being able to do the normal things that we we're used to doing is I tend to focus on work. And now don't get me wrong, I love what I do. I love being a coach. I love the businesses me and my wife run. It's definitely our purpose. But it can also become an obsession. And with that obsession means we don't know when and how to switch off. And usually social gatherings or other people were that switch where we could then get out of that head zone or that working space and have some fun and enjoy ourselves. So I think what happens is because it becomes an obsession (laughs) and because we love what we do so much, it really drains our energy. And I I notice it really drains mine. And, And I think if that's not being checked, then that's when depression can really sit. Um, because I get so exhausted. And then there's no way for me to break out of that exhaustion because then my mind just keeps thinking that I have more work to do or there's there's things I need to get done. And, you know, we're in Victoria and Melbourne, you know, at the moment and we're looking at opening up over the next coming months. And for me, there's even a little bit of anxiety in that because I'm like, okay, 
uh, am I, have I maximized this time that I mean, what do I want to get done before things open up? And I'm really trying to watch that in me because it, again, it just makes me want to work harder. So that's, that's, that's what's going on for me at the moment. That's the feels. We're also at a very delicate time and I want to share, you know, where I'm at and I'm hoping that you can receive my ramblings or thoughts without placing any judgment over it. At the moment, we're going through a phase now of mandatory vaccinations. Our state, like most of the world, is trying to get their vaccinations up so that we can get people out and get somewhat back to normal. And our governments have put these mandates on certain industries in order to make that happen and really encourage people to get the vaccination. This difficulty that I'm really struggling with right now, as many of you might know, that I own a gym. And so I'm in this predicament where I am required and want to ensure the well-being and safety of my uh, clients, of my staff, but also respect the freedoms and choices of the individual. And it's such a difficult one to navigate. And unfortunately, I don't feel like we've been really given a clear-cut understanding of how we are supposed to do that. Right, I, I don't know what that's going to really look like. At at some point, at some in some places, we've got sort of a federal government that says mandatory vaccinations are are not needed, and that you shouldn't be refusing entry to people. And then we've got a state government ruling that says if you don't do it, then you'll be fined and you can cause a, a health breakout. Right? I I don't know the right <laughs> answer here and. I, I just feel really sorry for a lot of the business owners in this similar predicament right now because, you know, I got into the fitness industry because I wanted to help people and it just seems to be so much more complicated now, right? I have to now decide who can and, and can't be there. I have to think about the well-being of my staff. I have to think about the well-being of my clients. I also have to think about not wanting to discriminate against anybody and how am I supposed to navigate those lines when they sometimes contradict each other? And everybody seems to have an opinion. Everybody seems to have beliefs and experiences on either end. And I feel like as a business owner, I'm in the middle having to navigate the right way forward. And unfortunately, our leaders are not really giving us any concrete idea of like, yes, you have to do this or no, you can't do that. So I'm I'm really struggling with that at the moment. I, I don't know the right answers and I'm getting a lot of people looking to me, obviously staff and clients about what kind of stance we're going to take and any stance that I take is going to cause someone to be upset with it. So it's like a no win kind of situation right now. So that's a very difficult time. It's a very, it's a very difficult time. And I, and I, and I think it's unfair to be honest that this kind of pressure is put on businesses considering so many of us have been shut for so long. We're already struggling to kind of survive and, all we kind of want to do is open up and get our businesses started again. And this feels like another hurdle that we're going to have to jump over in order to get our businesses thriving again. So it's, it's a really hard time. I, I don't actually know the answers to any of these questions right now. And yet there are people looking to me to make the choice on what's right and what's wrong. So who knows, right? Who, who really knows? And this kind of leads back to what I wanted to talk about today because I've also been privileged enough to be coaching a whole bunch of men have been so busy which has been wonderful and in this time I've been really working on my framework of how to coach men and and what's the best formula for them according to me 
right? One of the things I've been really seeing is for men is how our minds work. And I've talked about this in many other podcasts about how we, we need to query and, and question our mind. And I had a really great conversation with a client only a couple of days ago because he keeps running into problems with his relationship and with himself. He wants to be a better person. He wants to grow. He wants to uh, reach his potential. And for many years, he felt like he was very stagnated. He just, he's done a lot of great work. He's got a lot of great results, but he's kind of really hit a ceiling right now. And he can't seem to get to the next step, the next layer of growth for himself. And I sat down with him and we really kind of talked through this. And and one of the first things that I talked through in my work is really getting to know who you are and getting to know why you are the way you are. You know, inquiring the beliefs that we have and inquiring the thoughts that we have. And so much of who we are and the way that we think is constructed from our environment, our childhood, the experiences that we've had, and what we made those experiences mean. And you can see how that's why we're so different. And I think that's why we have such different opinions and different versions of reality is because so many of us have had such varied experience and then we've all responded differently to those varied experiences. Um, I think that's what makes us uniquely human, right? And But what I noticed was and what it kind of reiterated to me was how many men are naturally focused when trying to solve a problem in their life. And, and, I, and I do believe that it's a characteristic of the brain, right? And if you think about most men, they love to, if there's a problem, they, they, want, to, they want to fix. They want to know how to fix it. You know, if something's wrong in their relationship, well, what's the fix? If something's wrong in your business, well, how do I fix it? If uh, I'm unhealthy or whatever, what what are the fix? What's the steps? How do I get a solution? And if we if we take men and women, you know that kind of uh, categorization out of it, the the mind is a problem solving machine. The mind wants to solve problems. That's what it does. It's brilliant and it's amazing. And I think we live in the society that we live in and have all the wonderful technology that we have because of this amazing mind that can create solutions to problems. And I think it's one of the most amazing characteristics of being human. But I think that it can also be detrimental when we're always trying to think of a solution to a problem. Because sometimes when we're so conditioned to focus on the solution, on the problem, and find answers to it, We don't allow ourselves to process the feelings that are surrounding the problem. And what I'm seeing with a lot of men and in the difficulties they're facing in life, they're overriding the emotion. They're overriding the feeling that's surrounded by the problem and they want to go straight to the solution. With the understanding, I believe, that by finding the solution, they can solve the feeling that they're feeling around it. And if you think about it, that kind of makes sense. If I'm unhappy or if my relationship is not a happy relationship, I can, and I feel, un- I feel unhappy or sad or hurt because of that, finding a solution should help take that pain away. It should get me to a happier feeling. And I think men 
are conditioned that way from a very young age. We're told not to cry, not to show our emotions and to figure it out or to work it out or to be a man, right? And and for most of us, what does that even mean? What does being a man mean, especially when you're a young child? So I think we tend to be very solution-orientated and in that process, we forget to acknowledge our emotions. And so sitting with my client a few days ago, I said to him, I think you're trying to apply this fix-it idea to your emotions as opposed to acknowledging and sitting with them. And the reason why it's so difficult for men to do it is because in order to process your emotions, there is nothing you can do. There isn't a fix. You know, when there's a when there's a problem and and there's a solution you need to find, you bring the solution to the problem. It's it's an outward look. But when it comes to emotions, it actually works the other way around. Emotions can't be dealt with with an outward approach. Emotions are dealt with on an inside approach. Right? You have to go in. And then once you're in, there's nothing you need to do but to be present with it. And then once you're present with it, you then have to surrender and allow that emotion to do what it needs to do. Now that's very different, isn't it? To being active and finding a solution to a problem and going out there and implementing and, 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 and solving the problem. You have to surrender. You have to go into the, the, the feeling and let it be. And do nothing, right? And that's not a very natural thing for men to do. But in doing so, by allowing yourself to go, I'm not going to solve this problem of my emotions. I'm actually just going to be with it and acknowledge it and sit with it. That's where the healing comes from. Because all emotions really want is acknowledgement. The body knows what to do with the emotions. The body knows. But the mind doesn't want to allow the body to do what it knows. The mind thinks, hey, I know better. And if I can solve this problem out there, then the emotion will go away. And that might be part of the story, absolutely. But the other side of it is allowing the body and trusting the body that it knows what to do with the emotion. Knowing that when you bring your attention and your awareness back to the feeling that's in your body and sitting with it. And what does that look like? Well, if you're angry then you're angry. If you're resentful, then you're resentful. If you're pissed off, you're pissed off, right? I think what we tend to do as men is go, we shouldn't be angry. And so we push that emotion down or we don't acknowledge the reality. We're we're paddling upstream. If we're angry, we're angry. You can be angry. You're allowed to be angry. That's natural. The reason when anger is not good is when we suppress it And then because of its suppression, we redirect it towards somebody else and we send that anger or violence towards them. But I believe that comes from us not allowing the emotion to be seen and to be heard and to be acknowledged. Because I think if you acknowledge anger, if you acknowledge these emotions that you don't want to feel, if you just accept that you're feeling them, at least 50% of the pressure goes away. And the body has an opportunity now to go, Now that you've acknowledged me, let's process me, right? 
And so what I do with emotions is when I feel them, and it relates back to the environment that I'm in right now, I feel uncertain. I don't know what to do. I feel saddened by that. And I'm trying to think of a solution to the to this kind of opening up of these gyms, but I don't I don't have the answer. So instead of get lost in my mind, I come back to my body. And I go and I breathe in. And I acknowledge that I'm feeling that way. I'm feeling confused and saddened and uncertain. And rather than ignore that or override that with a solution, I just sit with that. Because it would be natural to feel that way, given the circumstances. And as a human being, I get to feel that way. I'm only a human being. I get to have feelings. So I sit with it. And I acknowledge that it's there. And I don't try and pretend that it needs to go away or I need to solve it. I don't analyze it. I don't try to draw some insight. I don't try to find a solution. I just sit with it. And I sit with it long enough until I feel the feeling start to dissipate. And sometimes that feeling doesn't dissipate and it needs an expression. It needs some movement. And I might punch a pillow (laughs) or jump up and down or listen to some great music that helps that emotion come out a little bit easier. Sometimes it means speaking to somebody that I trust. It sometimes means someone just listening to me as I vent and, and, and express that emotion, give it a voice, so then I can be cleared out of me. And I really feel like if, if men were able to develop this skill a little better, we would be much happier, we would have less suicides, we'd have less issues internally with ourselves. I think it's our inability to hold space for ourselves and inability to hold space for our emotions, allow them to be, allow them to be acknowledged, allow them to be processed, and then allow them to be expressed. I mean, every human being deserves to have that experience, man or woman. So giving myself that space, allowing my humanness to be felt and experienced is really the greatest gift I can give myself. And then once that space has been created, once that feeling or emotion has been processed, even a little, it gives me space around the problem. It gives me space around the issues. And with that space, I can see it with different eyes. And with those different eyes, I can find a better solution maybe to those problems. But not until I've acknowledged the emotion, not until I've processed it and acknowledged that it's there, Can I take the next step of trying to find the solution? So to the men out there, all to the women out there, to anybody listening to this, I hope this helps. Notice where you sit. Are you really good at, you know, working out the solutions and not acknowledging your feelings and processing? Or are you the other way? Do you process your emotions really, really well, but then really find it really difficult to find solutions and to get yourself out of it and then to to change things? Notice how you show up in different situations. Notice how certain parts of you get triggered by certain people or situations. And then practice the opposite. But for the men out there, I can guarantee a majority of them don't process their feelings. So this is one way that you can do it. Just let them be. Be with them without trying to get rid of them. (laughs) 
I hope you have enjoyed today's episode. If this episode has spurred something into you and you're ready to take the next step, I highly recommend that you book in a private coaching session with me. Yes, I am a men's coach, a meditation teacher and a breathwork teacher. And I use these skills and techniques to help get the most out of the men that I work with, whether it's a limiting belief, whether it's an area in your life that you're stuck. Um, I'm all about helping men live their life to their fullest ability. And you can do this if you go to my Instagram at manfulnessmen. Go to the link in my bio and click appointments there and you can book a time for me and you to connect and to really work on making you the best version of yourself. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. I would love to hear from you. So please tag me on Instagram at manfulnessmen. Hit me up, DM me. I would also love a review on wherever you've listened to. And please, please subscribe so that you can get more of my updates, more of my podcasts coming through. And if you feel, please share it with another man who you think could benefit from today's episode.